This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Now the... Petty squabbling about a mural led us to a question, but then Spencer Dinwiddie might swoop in here and have something even more interesting to say. I will start with the mural is the mural went up in deep Ellum and then it just said it had a picture of Luca and some of his stat lines, 51, nine, six, 60, 10, 21, please send help. And I feel like that's what a lot of Mavericks fans feel like. I feel like that the vast majority of Mavericks fans are like, please help Luca. I agree. Look, Christian Wood has done a very nice job. Dinwiddie yeah. has had a good season. Obviously, Dorian Finney-Smith was having a below average season for his standards before he got hurt. He comes back tonight. So when you just start looking around the NBA and you look like, well, we have to compete against Denver Memphis, you look at, I know Golden State's 500 right now, but you start looking at teams, if Phoenix is healthy, and then you look at the East, and you're just like, Luka is playing with the least talented team. It doesn't mean there's not some talent on the team, but he is playing with the least talented team out of teams that you consider top 12 or top 15 teams in the NBA. And I have to admit, I was a little surprised when the artist... I guess went public or the emails came out via one Cuban or panic who is the uh, the artist is the Dallas Observer saw emails and Cuban said it's a disrespectful mural and said but it's your choice to do what you want if that's the way you want to be a fan go for it that that last part I don't care for if that's the way you want to be a fan I don't think wanting to improve your team is being a bad fan. I get if you're like, sure. but making a mural out of it, I didn't care for that. Um, I'm okay with making a mural out of it. Dude. That, that's a free area down there. That they can do what they want artistically. Who's it disrespecting? That's, I guess, like, that's the who, other players, I guess. And are they offended by that? Like, did, did they see it? And they're like, oh, man, like, this is really killing us. Well, I w- I'm not going to lie. If I saw it, yes, okay. I'd be pretty upset. But at the same time, be honest, as a fan, yeah. Do they? Does Luca need help? Yes. Okay. Not one person would disagree with you, except for I'm afraid Mark Cuban. I, well, okay, yeah. and, and it, that's fine. But at the same time, you still need some some players, especially when you got a lot of injuries right now that you're dealing, or a few injuries, I should say, you're dealing with. You don't have anybody outside of Luca, Christian Wood, and Dinwiddie right now that are really stepping up right. that are taking control so if anything a player if it was me and this is only me i would i would look at it as all right i really need to get my stuff together and 
I need to step up. I need to, I, I see that the fans are upset that it's just Luca show. I need to do something so I can be a part of that. Do you think I'm asking this as a question? Because yeah. I agree that Mark Cuban is blind to the real fans. Is Do you think Mark Cuban thinks he has a championship team with all yes. underrated players? Yes. I think he thinks he has a team that can compete to get back to the Western Conference title. Yeah. I, I really do think that he believes that the coach is going to be able to coach him up. Uh, that the players can transcend and come together at the right moments and everything's just fine in that locker room. And it might be fine in the locker room. There might be a bunch of guys that get along. Uh, I, I haven't heard anything otherwise, but I think Mark Cuban looks at it and goes, man, we got a group that can that can be them against the world and nobody understands that. The, yeah, I do want to yeah. add this, if you want to play this audio from Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. He was on Out of Pocket. And they asked him about the Luca podcast. I I think it's a podcast. It looks like a video podcast. Uh, They they asked him about playing with Luca and the Luca needs help theory. Here is what Spencer Dinwiddie said. Because again, right, the five foot four, you know, what I'm saying, dude sitting on his couch like just saying I'm a bum or whatever it is. (laughs) Like, listen, I want you to be a fan. I want you to buy jerseys. I want you to be invested in all that stuff. But like, hey, listen, bro. I've averaged 20 points before, bro. Like, I, that's not going. Yeah. That's not going to yeah. face me. It's it's part of the game. You know, Luca is obviously far and away our superstar, and we have other guys that are good players, obviously. But because there's not another like superstar, it's not going to be like pitted against. You know what I'm saying? It's not going. The lights not going to be shown against each other, and like apples to apples, it's going to be Luca and the boys. And so you just got to be mentally tough and and. and be built for that off the court because like I said on the court he's going to make it a lot easier for you that's that's kind of the way that I feel like a lot of those guys in that room feel is we realize we have one superstar on this team and we're part of the of the machine that goes along with it we have to maximize what we are whenever we're out there and I think you know one of the key factors Mike you know this Josh Green Maxi those guys being injured doesn't help uh, whenever you're having to go sure. deeper into that bench. And I think what's tough is we've seen, let's just say you're 25 years old, at least you saw Kobe's reign in the NBA, and he couldn't do anything. When he had Lamar Odom and uh, Karan Butler, those are nice players yeah. in the NBA back in the day. He couldn't make the playoffs. He missed the playoffs one year, and he was the eighth seed and got ran out of the building by Phoenix. When we saw LeBron James in Cleveland, now, hey, um, he had a guy in Mo Williams. I'm not saying he was an all-star, but he did make the all-star yeah. team with LeBron James playing off of LeBron James. So there's a guy who somewhat played off of LeBron, made the all-star team, even though wasn't a top probably 25 player in the game at the time. But you still couldn't ultimately win with just LeBron James and kind of four other guys. And yet Mark Cuban is going, no, watch this. I can, and real quick, Kevin, I did watch last night in a random deal. I just wanted to watch some Roy Tarpley stuff. Oh, yeah. And I came across a game. Phenomenal player. And if you don't know who Roy Tarpley is, he was sixth man of the year, the second year in the NBA. He was averaging 20 and 20 in the playoffs against the LA Lakers. Taking it to James Worthy. So literally, he was one of the reasons you took the Lakers dynasty to seven games because he's giving you 20 and 20 almost every game. So I'm watching him when he comes back from his drug uh, suspension, and he's with Jason Kidd. And what I'm watching, because Jason Kidd is on that team, they would get the rebound, whether it was Roy Tarpley, usually it was Roy Tarpley highlights, and he would outlet it to Jason Kidd 20 to 30 feet down the court, yeah. and bam, take off. And what I don't get is, Kenny Smith said this the other day during the Mavs game, literally every NBA player, if you go to a gym in the summertime and they're working on their game, 
all NBA players, whether they're considered good players or bad players, but mostly the players that are role players or bad players, Corey, they look great in transition basketball. Every NBA player, you get them out running and yeah. gunning, and they look yeah. good. The problem is only the great players can play half-court basketball in the NBA. Only Luka can play half-court basketball on the Dallas Mavericks. There's no other player that really can. And so it's kind of this deal on if you're going to create a team like this, can you create more passers and ball handlers than just have one on the court? Yeah, no, I think you've got something there. And I think there's some other things at play. Like, first of all, I really appreciate that answer from Spencer Dinwiddie. I thought it was very well thought out and articulated. And I was like, man, because you don't always get that co- that kind of insight from an athlete, right? And it's like you sometimes get the at the end of the day, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And so I thought that was great insight into his particular mindset. But I know the flip side is people will be like, you're 0-5 in games without Luka and have lost those games by an average of 13.4 points. Like, that is an emphatic disadvantage. The 61-point game, you got there because of... I mean, it's an incredible stat line. I'm not just diminishing that. But they were... The New York Knicks were not at 100%. You needed a fluky play to get to overtime to win that game. And I think that's the frustrating part is you would think that game would come in a... 20 point win or you know or you would have like gone head to head with the Nuggets or the Celtics to like get that win as opposed to the Knicks and here's what we don't know about Mark Cuban uh, talking about the mural and everything and kind of getting mad at the fans for not thinking he's created the greatest team in the world is that I don't know what he's doing and not doing. And what I mean by this is, was he the one who made the Christian Wood trade or was it Nico Harrison? Yeah. Is he the one that went really all after Porzingis or was it Donnie Nelson or Vegas Bob? That, that's the great thing that Mark Cuban has done. I think he's doing a lot of Jerry Jones things that Jerry Jones did 10 plus years ago, but because he's smart enough not to become owner, president, general manager, we then don't know exactly what Mark Cuban's doing because honestly... There's been, over a decade of time, a lot of bad evaluation of talent in this organization. So then when Mark Cuban's like, how could you ever question what I've done? It's like, dude, like you have not done a good job of evaluating talent around the NBA and on your team. Tyrese Maxey is why we question that. Zach Levine is why we question that. Like, these are all options. Julius Randle is why we question that. Like, and, and I know, and the guy responded, or the two guys, excuse me, with House of Panic, said, you know, in the past, we made the Wonder Boy mural featuring Luca as a superhero and the KP mural displaying him as a human unicorn. And he was like, we've done a lot of happy stuff. And he said, I appreciate the murals you've done. You truly have artistic talent, and I appreciate you being a Mavs fan. So, like, they came to an agreement, and then supposedly Luca reached out to them and said, hey, can you do a new mural? I wonder if... Because that probably puts him in an awkward spot, too, is, hey, there's a mural saying your teammates are garbage. Like, that's probably not easy for him to navigate either. So Luca's going to him and saying, hey, can you do one of, like, all my teammates in a backpack and I'm carrying them up a hill or something like that? I feel like, like that. that is not. I'm sure he wants to. Like that's not helpful. Corey. Probably just take the blue sign that says need help, please. Repaint it blue and put, like, Luca magic or something up yeah. there. I mean, if, if that's the that new mural, good. Corey, I will admit, I feel like we missed the moral of the story here. If he's like, no, 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 this is just me. No, I, hey, listen, I don't need help. That's what he's saying. I don't need help. I just need everybody to understand the weight that I'm carrying up this hill here <laughs> i don't know if that uh-huh. is the but i but to your point about 
you know, which moves was Mark Cuban responsible for and what his his take. And that's the thing that bothers me is when people get mad when they say Jerry and Steven are just selling. I'm like, that's what I want, though, is I want Jerry and Steven to realize, hey, this team ain't good enough or this guy ain't good enough or whatever. I think it's way scarier that Mark Cuban isn't selling, that he 100% believes I have three of the most underrated players in the league on this team. Why would anybody question? I think that's way scarier yeah. because at least behind the scenes, you hope that the Cowboys are like, but seriously, we need to fix this. Whereas I think Mark Cuban behind the scenes is like, yeah, let's go. I, it's interesting because you look at Giannis and it looked like he might have left uh, Milwaukee about three years ago. And then they said, we have to do something. And they yeah. went and got Drew Holiday. And they, they were educated enough to know this isn't good enough. And I'm not, I, I know it sounds like I'm taking shots at Mark Cuban here. I just don't know if he's educated enough to know that he doesn't have a good enough team, whether it's TNT, whether it's Stephen yeah. A. Smith, whether it's articles uh, that are written nationally or locally about this isn't, it doesn't mean you don't have a decent team, but it's not good enough when you have a player this good. I don't know if he actually understands that. Well, do you also think that he he just doesn't like to be wrong. He doesn't want to be told that he's wrong. For sure. And I think that's the big key is like with what you're saying is he's not going to bow down to us saying like, yeah, you're wrong. You got to do something. It's more of, no, I've got this. We're good. We're great. Watch what we're doing yeah. kind of thing. No, I'm, I'm with you. I just think at some point you would have at this point gone, Dwight Powell's not good enough. Like, but he... I don't know. It's it's tough. I know that's a, an example because he's been here for eight years or so. Yeah. And you just start looking and you're like, I think he believes that he is good enough. Or I that, do too. Or that, I, for I sure. In a weird way, it's like he doesn't want to get any other ball handlers and passers on this team. So the ball has to go to Lucas' hands every time. And there's really never been a great team in the history of basketball where the ball has to be in his hands all the time. LeBron James needed Dwayne Wade. LeBron James needed Anthony Davis. Like it's LeBron it's James needed James Kyrie Irving. James yeah. Harden played this kind of basketball his entire career and it's never worked for him to be that that one dude that he's the only guy. He gets everything. So yeah, there I mean just look at the the teams that win. Go look at I mean the even Golden State Everybody can touch the ball on that court. And that's because they have a now you're saying I can't it's too difficult to build that. It's it's impossible to go find players that can do those things and coach them into that. But I don't think that's impossible at all. But Luca's doing that already. I feel like Luca moves the ball very well. Yeah, he puts up the points, but he also has a lot of assists every single game. So it's not like it's just the Luca show where, you know, you were comparing LeBron and all that where it becomes their show. Luca gets everybody involved. It's just a matter of execution. You know, we always talk every time we go to a game, as soon as Hardaway gets the ball, you'll literally yell it to me. Oh, he's shooting. And sure enough, he does. Like, but the thing is, Luca's still giving those guys the chance to show them, like, I believe in you. I don't care what outside noise is. I believe in you here. That's the big key, too, I think. Got a potential trade for you. Wanted right. to see your interest. And this is Mark Stein. All right. So again, he's I know very connected with the map. It's it, not Mark Cuban, right? Mark. Stein? No, Mark oh, Stein, Mark. not Mark Cuban. Gotcha. How would you feel about swapping two players who can't shoot? Is there are discussions apparently ongoing that it would be Reggie Bullock and a second round pick for Cam Reddish. I don't like that because of this. Reggie Bullock will accept the 15 to 20 minute role. Let's say if you're completely and totally healthy, I think Reggie Bullock will accept coming off the bench for 
15 minutes a night if that's what his Cam role is. Cam Reddish thinks he's the dude. Cam Reddish wants to be a superstar. Yeah. I do not want anything to do with Cam Reddish. He is upset if he was upset in Atlanta. He's upset in New York. He's going to be upset here because we can't give him what he wants, and what he wants is 30-plus minutes and 20 shots. And he can't shoot. No. Like, I saw Cam Reddish. Is I remember when Zion and R.J. Barrett were on that team, people were like, oh, Cam Reddish could be the best of all of them. And I was like, yeah, great, if he learns how to shoot. Mm-hmm. That feels like a pretty, a whor- that's a pretty big jump right there. Horrible I, team guy. I think the potential would be higher, but he can't shoot. Plus his name's wrong for the Mavericks. and They're more bluish than they are reddish. But if it was Cam Bluish, you Absolutely. think he would be, He'd fit in well. like is, is Bullet getting hot now? Uh, it's inconsistent, this, but it's, it's better starting than to traditionally. Pick up, though, yeah, this, this is, is the, the time, time yeah. when it would happen. Where the KNC this masterpiece, is when his ninety-five mile an hour <laughs> shot from three goes in. Coming up next, the rim gets tired. But, so he wore the rim down <laughs> yeah. in January. And that's yeah. why it's like all he right. fires at hundred miles in. an hour enough. The rim starts getting loose enough to take it. Let's what the Whoa. hell? I don't know if that is a phrasing. Whoa. Coming up next, it's time for the moral compass. People. Who try to cheat a charity. What? Oh, my God. We have multiple stories about this. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. It's time for the moral compass. People who try to cheat a charity. You know what I didn't anticipate? I probably should have. Multiple people texting in during the break and they're like, Oh, is there more Brett Favre news? Oh, man. Yes. Brett Favre totally about has clearly become the poster child or man for somebody who steals from charity. And remember, the only reason he ended up getting caught is because the state was stealing even more than him. And then he got caught up with it all. 
Like, I kind of think- The state was stealing money? I know. The hell you say. It was Louisiana? Mississippi? Oh, Mississippi. Okay. Is- Sorry. Sorry, Louisiana. I think- (laughs) I think- I actually think Brett Favre would have gotten away with it. Or people would have accepted his more, oh, gee shucks, I thought I did that speech kind of thing. If it weren't for the broader state of Mississippi having even more corrupt people stealing even more money that took him down. And I'm glad that he got caught up in all of that. But- we have a couple of different stories here, and Derek, would you like to start? I would love to do the honors here. Um, so, just had my charity event uh, in November, and uh, you know we we killed it. We did good. Casey Donahue performed; it was awesome. And uh, when I gave my speech, somebody was pretty moved by it. Yeah, came up to me right away and said, "Hey, I want to make a, a donation, fifty thousand dollars, right on the spot." I was pumped. I, I mean, that was the coolest thing. It's probably the biggest donation from a single yeah. person foundation. So I was touched. I started crying a little bit and I was like, this is awesome. Gave them a hug, talked about it, made sure to announce them, give them as much VIP treatment as you possibly can. Well, we're in uh, January now. It's January, what, 17th? And we have still... 18th. 18th, sorry. Oh, we so have still not worse. received... I need to get my Peloton going. This, this check... Oh. And I had to do the check presentation yesterday to the Children's Cancer Fund. Well, we had to leave that off, the 50K. Uh. And I told them, you know, I'm, I apologize to the, the Children's Cancer Foundation. You know, hey, we're still waiting to figure out what the deal is because we can't get in touch with these people now. Um, I'm not going to say who, obvious reasons, but uh, it it really fires me up. I can't use the word that I wanted to, but... It fires me up that somebody could come and do that. Like, come to a foundation that's for kids. Say you're going to make this donation. Speak on the behalf of another foundation. And then you instantly get all the cool rewards, treatments, everything. And then you go and disappear. I mean, we, we were in touch with them for a little bit after, you know, so it was normal. So it wasn't like anything crazy. And then now we are getting crickets. They know who they are. They know what foundation it is, and it just sucks because that's it, it's not about me. Yeah, it's about the kids, can and I, I'm very passionate about this. Like can, this hurts. Can I ask a question? And it's just a question. If that person, not let's say today, but let's just say a week later, calls you up and say, "Derek, I am so sorry. I had too much to drink. I got overly excited, overly emotional. I don't have fifty thousand to give." Uh, now I'm assuming at that point, hopefully they'd say I can give 5,000 or 10,000. How much would that upset you guys as a charity? Would that still upset you guys? It's, it's very upsetting. I mean, especially to go out of the way and do everything that we did to make sure you got to meet me, Casey, see all the other celebrities that were there. It would be very upsetting, but it would mean a lot more just to be able to hear you say, Hey, I'm sorry. I, I bleeped up. Um, but I still, am going to make a donation. I don't care if it was five dollars at least if you're doing something to help that's fine but you can't go somewhere and say that loud and then have me put you on stage and announce you and tell everybody about what you're doing and your foundation as well and then you're going to sit here and just leave us hanging that's not good so we ran into another situation 
<laughs> from the 214. Kevin, give Dutch the money you pledged. We will forgive you. That was, I would definitely. I wasn't going to say your name, but unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. What an awkward segment this would be for them me. Them and the like, fan. Hey, I mean, gosh, guys. Maybe you guys sometimes have... things come up. Is So we just completed back in November our ninth piece of thon. And I think since the second one, which was the first one that we actually like put together as opposed to it was a weird fever dream that we decided to do in like the span of three days. So for the last eight years, the Cowboys have donated tickets and a variety of other things to us. One of those years is, yes, shout out to my possibilities. One of those years. They're holding up the a coffee mug that they have in their shop. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Feel free to zoom in. Yeah. The trust me for all the people who are saying, tell us the name. These people deserve <laughs> no, to be known. Can't. There is there are few things in the world more than I would want for that or for us to put this person on blast. Yeah, because one of the years that we did this, there is a note on the ticket certificate. It was like, please redeem your tickets by whatever the date is. So this person took forever to pick up their stuff and they missed the deadline to redeem the tickets and the sideline passes, everything. And then they just raised holy hell. And so we talk with the Cowboys and we were like, hey. And one of the key ladies with the Cowboys goes, yeah, no, it's not a big deal. I talked to that guy earlier today and I told him that we've got tickets for him, no problem. And he responded to us with, yeah, I'm getting the leftover tickets now, not the good tickets. And I'm like, no, that is not the case whatsoever. And so he goes, well, these tickets better be X, Y, and Z. And we went over with it like we had this conversation before. We don't guarantee where the tickets are because it doesn't go through us. Like it goes through the Cowboys. They are where they are. You also get a parking pass and two sideline passes before the game. And so... This person just raised holy hell about it. And then they were like, well, these tickets better be premium. That's what I was promised. And I'm like, well, nobody promised you that, but I'm hoping for the best for you. And so he got the tickets and he was like, these tickets aren't what I was promised. Because I think those tickets were in the second level. And then he eventually went on to say he was promised premium seats. And then he took it one step further and said, I was promised sweet tickets. Mm. And you're like, what? Mm. Nobody promised you any of those things. But we he was like bent out of shape. So we tried to make it right by him. We tried to gather some extra stuff. And he said, yeah, that's great. I'll take all that free extra stuff. But I want my sweet tickets now. Yeah. It's amazing. I think this is what's tough is that I struggle to trust because of things like this, no, right? I can that, understand that, yeah. For that, sure. like, this person probably... And it gets worse, too. It wasn't the first time he's probably done this. He's probably figured out this scam yep. of charities. Unfortunately, of, we... Of that he's yes. probably a professional scammer. I think you're right. Unfortunately, we have found out since then, multiple people told us that this person is kind of a dirtbag. And so, then they try to shake us down and say, I know for a fact 105.3 The Fan has a suite. I want those tickets. And then we tried to do everything we could to make it happen. And then he was like, okay, well, now I'm going to be out of town and I can't make it. So I need you to transfer him to these people. And we're just like, well, that's not really how any of this works with the parking pass and the sideline passes. And he was like, well, that's not what you sold me. And you're like, no, 
And then we heard down the grapevine, he wasn't out of town. He was like still trying to get out of it. And then he said, we, I will block the credit card or I will dispute the credit card transaction and take this money away from y'all. And I'm like, y'all to the charity. is yeah. the charity, yeah. not us. I don't get a 20% kickback or anything on any of this. It's the charity. You realize you're shaking down a charity. And then after we did everything possible to make it happen for him, his response afterwards was thank you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what it actually was, was, and I still want all of that extra stuff that you promised me because of how awful this experience was. <laughs> uh, and I'm just thinking, that was the final line. you out of your effing mind? Hey, those, I, I know I got all way. these great things, but that extra thing that you offered, and I will say, I do, if I do remember correctly, whichever year that was, Kevin, that Odyssey was very kind. And helped us out. They uh, did. I, I did appreciate that our company uh, went out of our way that way. And it was, was kind of nice. tough. I appreciated that, but I also kind of wanted Odyssey to tell them to eat a bag of whatever and just go about their way. And then they were like, I'm, I'm threatening to take the money from the charity. And I just, that's just, I can't believe why you would do that. And to Mike's point, I do understand how somebody like immediately afterwards might call you be like, I am so sorry. I got swept away in the moment. I don't have the money. Like, be honest, as opposed to just ghost or this guy who just made up fantastical lies. <laughs> there was even a text chain where we have the screenshot that said, we cannot guarantee where the seats are. And he goes, I was promised premium, premium tickets. You told me they were in a suite. We have the screenshot saying, no, we don't know where the tickets are. Yeah, it just kills me that people were that way. Like, it's, it's not, it's, like for you, like you guys said, it's not you guys doing the thing. Yeah. It's not me running, or I mean, you me don't get the this foundation. money. Like it's not for me. This is for kids. We're doing stuff to help people get a better life with what they're dealing with or going through. And you want to come here and just give false hope. And it, it's it's not hard to just sit here and be like, like Mike said, man, I'm sorry, man. I got I got really hammered out there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I apologize for that. I still want to make a donation or. Hey, I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Okay. You know, that's a lot easier for me to handle than we're talking for a month at the time, going over everything. And then all of a sudden, all right, hey, we just want to know where, where this is so we yeah. can put this together for the Children's Cancer Fund. And we can't do that because you don't want to respond now or whatever. And God forbid, what if something happened to you? What yeah. if they, you know, maybe they got really sick or some issues were taking place, whatever. Just let us know so we can, one, support you, make sure you're yeah. okay. That's the number one thing. I want to make sure you're good. And two, hey, there's no rush now. I get it. You're going through some stuff right now with the whatever it is. Just let us know so we're not left in the dark trying yeah. to explain to the people that we're trying to give the money to, hey, I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on. There's all kinds of ways to handle it. Since it's $50,000, they could say, look, I screwed up. Can I do a contract with you guys that I will give $5,000 a year for 10 years. And that makes it. That's okay. That's the thing. They also said, we're going to do this oh, no. every year going forward. Oh, we love what you are doing with your foundation. We want Holy to be a part of it. Moly. We want to include you into our foundation. This is like, that was the thing. That's why it, it, and I it just forgot, seems you can't so say right that word, time. but it really chapped my Bianca Batuka. Hide. Oh, yeah, you used a Michigan running back. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I try to help out as much as I can and, and give back as much as I can. And my word means so much to me. 
when it comes to doing stuff like this and that that just that stung and i i asked you guys for permission to be able to say this yeah i appreciate you guys doing that and i just wanted to be able to put it out there that somebody literally told me they were going to do that and now we're we're here yeah no it is frustrating and that's why as soon as you brought it up i think Corey and i both looked at each other and we're like oh yeah you got no, the we, same situation. Yeah. Well, you will definitely give you the platform to <laughs> discuss. Your, like the thing with yours too that makes me mad is it literally says it in there. Like <laughs> we don't know exactly where you're yes. sitting. It's and not we have guaranteed. direct text messages with that person. <laughs> he's just a bad person. I mean, unfortunately, uh, right. he's a he's a bad person, right? I mean, I dealt with that. I know different than charity, but I trusted somebody through my father. Yeah. Took advantage of me, and we're in litigation through suing them right now. 60feet6.org, by the way, if you were interested on, you know, carrying through with the donation to Derek's foundation, I'm sure he would appreciate it. And I want to make it clear, though, I'm not asking for that. I I told everybody, too, when I was coming out there. That's for me. I just wanted to share what's going on with the foundation and what we ran into. I'm not sitting here saying, please go in there and make a donation after this. No, it's if you want to do that, awesome. We love that. We're very grateful for it, but I didn't do that to get donations. I did it to share that there are some real bungholes out there. Right. We're Cincinnati the- <laughs> bunghole. That's Cincinnati. very nicely done. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. Would this be a good consolation for a million-dollar headache? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. ETN in the backfield. Lawrence looking under pressure. Throws wide open, making the catch. Marvin Jones for the touchdown. KNC masterpiece right there on 105 through the fan with Al Michaels. More excited about that than anything else that happened in the Jags Chargers game. Right now, it's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip. Oh, playoff dip. And we start, I oh mean, I really like the way that's going, is we talked Monday about the guy who bet $1.4 million on the money line to have the Chargers defeat the Jags in a bet that would have won him $11,200. Clearly... Oops. He lost that bet. However, Excedrin has the aspirin people have come in and they're offering $11,200, which is the amount that that bet would have won, plus an entire year supply of product to help with the better's headache after that heartbreaking loss. Would that help you out or were you like, I still lost $1.4 million? I guess it would help. At the same time, Corey, I ask you, you can answer that question, and then I ask you, how much net worth does that person have to bet $1.4 million for a $11,000 or $12,000 game? It's got to be probably in the $30, $40 million range because I think, okay. that, I think that's a person that's a casual, a casual football fan, and they got a little tipsy. And they had a friend that was like, man, dude, th- look at this game. It's out of right. hand. And they said, yeah, dude, dude to make it $11,000. Everybody yeah, in the club getting tipsy. It's going to be tipsy. fine. And then they were like, oh, Everybody crap. in the club getting tipsy. Or maybe there's $200 million person. Remember that song? That person, yes, I do. That person still hasn't come forward, which I don't believe I would either. 
I don't think I would want people to be like, hey, here's a dumbass who gave away $1.4 million. You just carry that sign around telling people, yeah, I'm the guy. I didn't know how many people hated Darren Ravel. He's the Man. one who tweeted that out. I didn't know he was like he is Skip Bayless to people. And be, it's because sometimes he does post really dumb things. But even the things that he posts that do seem to be of general use, I I follow him on Twitter. Is they do seem to be of use, and people just crush him, and they're like, "Yeah, but Darren, tell me how much the advertising would have been worth for all of this?" Because like he's a big fan of. Hey, did you see that there was a beer on this the set of Game of Thrones? That Bud Light's worth four million dollars in advertising, and people are like, "Who gives an s?" Advertising's awesome, man. Mm. It is. It is. All right. It. So good news. As if the 49ers needed any more good news is the San Francisco 49ers director of pro personnel, Rand Carthon will become the new Titans GM. Ooh, and you remember going to hurt them Sunday. Well, maybe, but it will help them going forward because remember under the NFL's like expanded diversity programs is the 49ers will now get a third round pick in 2023 and a third round pick in 2024 because they helped somebody move up. Remember, if teams yeah. have a GM, head coach hired out of their system, the potential for draft capital. So 49ers might be bummed to lose him, but probably stoked about the two third round picks. Do you, So, like when the Cowboys are looking at their draft this year, Kevin, I see, I think you've got a few comp picks mixed in there. Right. Do, do you think teams are hiring with that intent? That they're like, oh, we get a pick for this. Or do you think that they are hiring and and like they're just hiring and that's something they're like, oh, because I do think that at some point that's what it's going to be is the mentality is not going to be, hey, we're just hiring the right people. It's going to be, hey, w- we need this compensation. Yeah. And just so remember, too, it's not the team hiring. It's the team that loses them. So I wonder sometimes if all things are equal. If yeah. you wouldn't be like, well, you know, we need to diversify our staff anyway. And then they see that potential. The answer is not zero. It, right. It, like, yeah. it is not 0% of people in the league. That's that part of the Cowboys philosophy for whenever sure. they're signing and re-signing players is what kind of, what kind of comp pick are we getting for this guy? You know, like I really do think that that's one of the reasons they don't adjust and do a lot of trades with their other picks is because they feel like they can utilize those comp picks. And so that's part of their strategy and it, philosophy. Exactly. Because I know people would be upset like if Will McClay got poached by another team, but then the Cowboys would also get two third-round comp picks. Mm. So I'm not saying that equals Will McClay, but at least it's like something as opposed to this person just left for nothing. Somebody asked this question earlier, and I do, in fact, have the answer. Three of the last four teams in the NFC are NFC East teams. This marks the first time since the NFL went to four teams per division in 2002 that three teams from the same division have all made the divisional round. Wow. So all year, while we've talked about how good the NFC East is, it's great to see that it is still paid off in the playoffs. So the division... Stupid Washington ruined it. We could have had all the teams in. They really did. They yeah. forgot they forgot they were even in a chance to be in the playoffs. So come on. That's a good point. So you shouldn't feel sorry for them. If you're the gonna Cowboys would remember, have helped them out. Yeah, they feel like, sorry we'll get for you in the playoffs. I feel bad for us. They don't they could have represented better, Derek. Yeah, they could well, have represented you know us better. They forgot. They forgot. I don't if, feel sorry for that. If you want to feel even worse about that, if Washington would have made it and would have won, you realize in the divisional round we would be hosting the Giants. 
And then do Sam, you like that? Cowboys versus Dave's. I love it. Do you like that? I'd be mean, better than this matchup. I do. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just kidding. And so it's starting been, to like this matchup more. Oh, all right. I, I like this matchup. It's been 21 years for the four team per division divisional system. First time three of four were from the same division. So huzzah to the NFC East. Now let's stick with the NFC East. This is Dexter Lawrence. Cut number two right here. This is Dexter Lawrence. They're going up to Philly. This is why he said he doesn't want his mom going to the game. Like you said, gritty. Uh, hard nose. I told my mom she can't come to the games. Because <laughs> oh, she'd get, go back at them. But um, it should be fun, and I'm excited. Because they'll punch a lady. The folks in Philly, <laughs> for sure. They I, are bad. Yeah. And so. Ooh, good question for Derek. What was the worst thing that you saw? Uh, playing against the Phillies. The worst thing? Mm. See if you can I don't talk know. They, I mean, they threw a lot of stuff. They poured beer on the, the players' wives. Like, they're they're ruthless. Yeah. They came to our section when I was on the Nationals and tried to fight our fans. Tried to fight our family That's members. how they, yeah. I, I, and the security the does nothing door. about it. No, the police they don't. and the security are almost like, yeah. Yeah, they can beat up your family. They, we're not I, feel like, I feel like the police are like, uh, just get thicker skin. Don't let it bother you. Man. And it's like, are you kidding me? They're pouring stuff on us. They're basically sucker punching us. Like, yeah. what, what do you want us to do? And then as soon as we do something back, it's like, right, straight to jail. That makes sense to you then why De- Dexter Lawrence wouldn't want his mom there. Yeah. To avoid this exact scenario. In Philly, they don't care about your feelings. I'm pretty sure the Eagle fans are worse than the Philly fans. Maybe it's about the same, but just the intensity of a Major League Baseball game versus an NFL game. I I told my wife after that day, I said, and we had our baby at the time, Mary Grace, who was two and just turned 18. I was like, it's just not worth it. It's not worth taking you and a two-year-old to this game because they're – they're horrible human beings. Should I text Trout and be like, hey, why are you guys such bad fans over Absolutely. there? Absolutely. Yeah. I want to hear, yeah. hear from Trout on this. Ask him if he can come on the show. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> hey, we're just texting him. Mike yeah. Trout. You have to call him Mike Trout because we have Mike here. So. Yeah. Oh. He's I would just Mike call him Trout. Could we call him Trouty? Trouty? Yeah. I don't know if you'd like that. Okay. Sounds like a Pokemon. I have good news. Oh, yes. From the Cowboys world. Yes. Yay. J-Ron Curse. Is he okay? On the percentage chance that he plays on Sunday. Oh. And remember, I said good news. Okay. 70. 100% oh, he said. Oh, that he said, like great news. I'm good. The I'm back f- to the middle and feeling game. good. I'm this is easier to handle than the 100%. first time. And then he added this line. We want to win it all. We're craving a Super Bowl. That's enough motivation for us. Dude, he's got to be on the oh field. He has to be on the field for, this, for yeah. this defense to work against what the Niners like to do. He has to be there. Derek yeah. didn't know that song. Oh well, it's it's a it's a solid you know, song. It's kind of hard to hear. I mean, Corey's talking. And I, know, I wanted to be yeah. soft trying to in interrupt. The I was the yeah. background music. You know what? See, Corey, this is at least partially your fault because I've started to lean into the nonsense and shenanigans. So instead of being like, "Hold on, let me hear the rest of this Cowboys news," I'm yeah. like, "I'm going to sing Pure Lovin' alongside Mike Bassick," and that Thank was you. the decision that I made. Uh-huh. Great decision. Well, as long as we're leaning into nonsense and shenanigans, everybody knows that Trevor Lawrence went to the Waffle House. But if we go to cut number Tequila. one here, but what's wrong with the Waffle House? No, no, okay. nothing. Yeah. What did Trevor Lawrence order at the Waffle House, and how did it all get set up? Let's hear from him. Waffles. It depends. That uh, that night, I got the Texas bacon cheese steak, Texas. with hash browns with cheese and a pecan waffle. 
So it just it depends. Yeah, I was. So, so sometimes I'll get the all-star. You know, depends how I'm feeling. I know the all-star is one that Reggie supports that selection. I did like the you were hungry, and I'm just be like, yeah, I just played in the a football, football game. And I'm assuming two hours before the football game, they don't eat. So I'm going to assume like that's a long time, right? So I'm going to assume if the game's at 7 p.m. Actually, no, that no, you're going to stop eating, like you're going to have a meal at 4 p.m. I'm going to assume, and then not eat until 11:30 to midnight. So that is a quite a bit of time, and then to do that, you may have a power function, bar or he, something before the game, or yeah. during the game, yeah. possibly at halftime. I'm sure he or wings. They the pass quarter. out the oranges uh, and banana. bananas and stuff from the moms. Like maybe I don't know. Maybe the team mom forgot for Jacksonville that night. Capri Suns and orange slices. <laughs> and then the last thing is Jalen Hurts is off the Eagles injury report. In case you missed our mention of that yesterday, but that J. Ron Curse thing is huge. huge. Huge Game over. news. Massive. 30 to 20 Dallas, 1992. We're, that's right. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, what is your biggest remaining question mark for the Cowboys? 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.